episode 15 of the Dead Pod Sportscast. So my name is Kevin. On the other end, as always, John and Artie. Uh, no football this week, guys. So it's a little bit, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird one. We, we made it through somehow, but it wasn't easy. Dead Pod, <laughs> Dead Pod. Very sad, very depressed. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be, you know, five more minutes, you know, three more days until, you know, we start talking about franchise tags and free agency and the draft. So we'll survive. We'll, yeah, we'll somehow survive everybody. Don't worry about yeah. us. Yeah. Cause doesn't the tagging window start tomorrow or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I believe it yeah. does actually. So it's all it's like NFL the NFL planned the it that way. <laughs> it's like they wanted yeah. it that way. All NFL all the time. Trust me. Um, but there is some NFL free agency news there. Um, Looks like the uh, leading off is Daniel Jones changing agents. Yeah, he went to he went from CAA to Athletes First, and apparently his new agent was like, "I can get you forty five million dollars a year." <laughs> now, I mean, I, I mean, guess the agent has to do what's best for his client and pump him up, but. As much of a giant fan as I am, I'm not sure because 45 million puts you in the top tier of, you know, quarterbacks, and I don't think he's a 45 million dollar guy. Um, no, <laughs> I don't think he's a 40 40 million dollar guy. No, I kind of projected him somewhere between 25 and 30, but I guess that's just wishful thinking on my part. But you know, maybe 35, but. 45 puts you in the top echelon of the uh, of the league, and I don't think he had a good year last year, but, you know, I'm not really too sure uh, if yeah, 40, 45 million is, warrant, 45 is warranted. If you can string two or three good years together, we can talk about it, but yeah, off, of course. Off, off the back of one year, I, I don't know, man, that that's a lot. It's that, it's that's, outrageous. That's a it's a little bargain. outrageous. Yeah. Thirty million, I think, is the number. I forty-five, I think, is ridiculous and silly. You know, yeah, if well, you wanted to look at, you know, I guess if you wanted to say base salary of forty-five million, which it probably wouldn't be, but <clears throat> all right, you know what? Actually, contract AAV where the annual value would be 45 million. That would put him in a deadlock with Patrick Mahomes at number five. Yeah, no. (laughs) Okay. So one through five, the contract AAV Rogers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. Now, can you make the argument that he's better than Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson? Maybe Russell Wilson this year, probably, but he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. And I'd probably, even though Rogers probably had one of the worst years of his career, probably still not as good. So at at best, he's number three on that list. And even still, I don't think he belongs. That's fair. No, it's no, it's ridiculous. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, you know, you're looking at who's after that on that list. Contract to AV. I'm just looking at it. Like, it's just, uh, no, you're not, you're not right behind Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's just, come well, on. Yeah, you had, you, you had know what I'm saying? Year, like, that's that's that, insane. That's, that's, that's outrageous. Yeah, that's too outrageous. Much. 
that that's, that's too much for me. But so the problem, but here's the problem, and I and I, I wrote this down and I was listening to it on a podcast, and it kind of just made sense to me. They should go. The Giants should just be like, all right, fine. You think you're worth forty five million dollars? Go out and get a deal. But before you sign, come back to us, and we'll see if we'll match it. If you want to stay. I mean, I think that's the right approach because otherwise you're just, but you're just, you know, what's the saying? You're just negotiating against yourself if you're the giant. So you're like, all right, if that's really what you want and we're not, we're not in the same ballpark, come back. And if somebody else wants to offer you that, okay, maybe we'll think about matching it. Right. We'll think about matching it or, you know what? Thanks for all your help. Have a good day. We'll figure it out. Right. You know, we'll go sign Derek Carr. You know, like, you know what I mean? Or, but you know what I'm saying? No, like, it's not like that if he leaves that they're all of a sudden out of, out of luck. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that they should let him go, but the problem is the Giants sometimes are notorious for overpaying their guys. Like Leonard Williams makes a lot of money. I know they traded for him, but they gave up a lot to get him. They gave up a three and a five. They had to re-sign him. And now he takes up a good chunk of their, of their salary cap. Now, he played well last year, but he's making, I think, I want to I want to find the number. He's $32 million on the cap. It's a lot. It's a lot for, for one guy. You know, that's 14% of their cap, Leonard Williams. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I hear you, man. Like, it, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money invested that's, into that's to one guy. Yeah. But and two. To your point, as you put on the rundown, though, like if you can go get forty-five million, go get God bless, go million. get it, go get it, yeah, go, go get, get it. it. If you think you're worth that, okay. So not to not not that anyone can really see this other than us, but look at what are the teams that need a quarterback right now? And I in, I listed them in no particular order, just as they came to my head: the Jets, the Texans, the Colts, the Panthers, the Seahawks, the Niners, maybe the Bears, depending on what they're. Plans are with the first overall pick, but out of those teams, is anyone giving him forty-five million dollars? I don't no. think anybody has the money to give him forty-five million dollars. See, that's teams. the that's the other thing too. Can anyone afford forty-five million dollars? Because no. some of those teams are are above the cap right now. The only no. one that it could theoretically do it, and I don't think that they're notoriously cheap, so I don't think they would give him forty-five million dollars a year. Is the Bears because they have the cap space? But other than that, like right, the Bears have ninety-four million dollars in cap Bear, space. Why would the Bears do that? Because to me, Daniel Jones is like th- is their quarterback three years in the future. Justin Fields light. Just Justin Fields <laughs> diet, like you yeah, know. I, I mean, not not to go there with you guys, but he's the white version of Justin Fields like and 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 the reason why the Bears wouldn't give him 45 million dollars they wouldn't give him 45 million dollars is because they could jettison Fields for probably two or three first rounders or and they still, could, and still or draft mean, another and quarterback still draft their guy right. got more upside than David yeah, Jones. You, you have the number Absolutely. one pick in the draft you can get Bryce Young or Right, CJ Stroud, and you could still get your guy, whichever one it is. Right, not pay that money, have draft capital, and and get rid of Justin Fields, and still probably be in the same position that they are, and still what eighty seventy five to eighty million dollars in cap space after you know whatever the first round picks 
contract is because it's for the guarantee. Right. right. So, right. so whatever also, it is, 49ers have $8 million of cap space. The Jets this are still is also, over, over the cap by a couple hundred thousand. Now, don't, don't forget, this is before that teams have to be under the cap. So you're going to see a lot of guys get cut right. or a but lot of contracts not, they're not restructure. Flush. They're not flush with $30 million right now, $20 million that no. they could make it work. No, and he's not going to take a deal where it's deferred to like two or three years from now. But still, like, even still, like that doesn't for half the league, more than half the league, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Right. I get. I agree. So I, ultimately, I think, you know, who else do we have on the list? The Jets, please. The Jets, they have negative 200,000. Texans, where are the Texans on the list? The Texans are, Texans have 37 million. They could, you know, effectively, they could part ways with another, with 25 million. They could. They could probably make that forty million, right? But are you going to all of a sudden? Okay, fine. Let's say, let's just say that they maybe do that. The Texans, they they maybe. clear it out. They clear it out, and they get up to maybe forty-five million dollars in free cap space for this year coming up. You're going to then all of a sudden tie a thirty million dollar cap hit, and then it's only going to go up from there, right? No, you I agree. You, no, you can't. You, you, you have to do. sign free agents. You have to sign your draft picks. Yeah, you have your to te- sign. Your teams are incomplete. Yeah. You need operate. You need operating money for the year because, as we know, injuries happen every week. Right. So, I I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where I saw that he he wants forty five million dollars and. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Get it, bro. Go get it. But right, like, then go get it. Go go to some team and sucker you in, because you know what? You had the bet. Look what it took to get you to have your best year. It took, it took six. It took about six different coaches between head coaches and offensive coordinators for you what to finally be unlocked. And now you're just gonna you're gonna blow it all up because of some money. You know what? I, I can't. Thank thanks for playing, dude. I, yeah, we'll but, figure it out. Seriously, it's ridiculous. There's, there's just no. If you, I mean, somebody might give it to him. Some dumb fuck might do it. Well, there's always a team that there's always a team that does it, or will go out and do it. You know, the Raiders used to do it when they were, whatever. They used to spend like drunken sailors because Al Davis. But even those days are gone. Like they don't do that anymore. You know, and that's that's bygone era. They're all capologists and smart and efficient. uh, I. Th- that's something that I could see the Panthers doing, honestly. <sighs> maybe I, I don't know. But even then, ownership, no. maybe. But. No, I mean, local dude. He went to high school and college there. They but even then, they'd have to, they'd have to do some creative accounting because as of now, they're eight million dollars over. That's true. That's so true. they, you know, you got to already talk about eight million dollars. You got to clear what another twenty to thirty. Now again, they could cut players and all that stuff, but again, you got to replace those guys. That's true. And I also but, say I say it all the time. T- teams somehow figure it out because they always do, but it's it's going to be tough. No, it to is. your point, I think you made a great point uh, with the franchise tag idea. You franchise tag Parkley for ten million, fifteen million, whatever it is. No, it's ten. Running back is ten million dollars for the tag. Wow, it's literally it's okay. literally ten million dollars is the tag, and then you offer him something that is equivalent to the tag. Because he's not going to take anything less, obviously, and uh, of course he'd take more. But you got to offer him what's in line. The top—that's the average of the top five. Ten million dollars. Right. You think you're a top five back? Here you go, three for thirty. 
which is so ridiculous, which is so insane to me that it it's shows only you because it's, devalued a, it's a devalued now. position. Exactly. It's a devalued position. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Why was, why did we rant and rave about Pacheco and McKinnon? They were basically, if you could put those two together, that's an all-star kind of guy because he yep. could run the ball and catch the ball out of the backfield. Barkley got much better in the passing game this year, but I'm not sure that he's better than $10 million a year, especially in a position where they get the shit beat out of them. Right. Who, a guy who's also had health issues. He the had a idea great is that you can, you can replace him with a third-round <clears throat> draft pick and get 80% of the same productivity. That's the right. problem with and, the running and you, back position. And you, rest- and you restart the clock on what do you call it on contracts? Cause you start with a fresh four year contract and then you worry about it in four years. Right. 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 Okay. I because that's that. what it is. Unless you're a first round pick, you don't get a 50 year option. So no. you're, really? you, well, you get the first, you get a first, you're a first round pick. You get the, they, the team gets the 50 year option. And that's another thing too, going back to Jones, they declined his 50 year option. So what does that tell you? They didn't like, right. they didn't want him. Did you hear? Did you hear that uh, Chuck Knox reported that Daniel Jones's people are now saying that he never asked for it, and that CAA is is leaking that to make him look bad. And listen, it probably could be, and and also too, you got to you got to think about it this way too. If the Giants say, "Listen, you think you're worth forty five million dollars? Go out and get it." Of course, the agent's going to come back and say, "Listen, someone's going to give us forty seven. You know what I mean? Like, what team? I oh, don't worry about it. That's for me to worry about. Of course, they're going to lie to you, but. You you have to take that chance. If someone's going to pay him forty seven million dollars, well, go right ahead. If you're willing to give him thirty thirty five, fine. But if they come back and say, "Listen, someone's going to give us forty seven. Sorry. All right. Well, thank you. Good luck. I. You know what I mean? I hear you. I agree with you. I I, I definitely agree with you. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know. It, it's it leaves a lot to be desired uh, when it comes down to like. I'm sure there's some. Did, di- oh, if they did leak it, and they did like, granted, it's a scumbag move, but like, at it's the same time, like, you're still asking for thirty, thirty-five anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the the amount of money you're asking for is still exorbitant. Like, well, the the what do you call it? The um the tag number is for quarterbacks i think was around 35 anyway okay all right i mean i have uh, hold on i have it hold on i uh, see to me then 30 like, seconds i i would then think about tagging jones so okay so yeah so here we go i'd say <clears> barkley the, here's your here's your 12 million a year take it or leave it so here's the Goodbye. the quarterback tag is 30 32.4 mil that's the tag. So that's the tag price. And the running back tag is 10 million 91,000. So I offer Barkley like 10, I offer him 11 and a half million per, per year for three years. And I say, take it or leave it. And I get, I tag Daniel Jones and call it a day. That only buys you a year though. With so, the quarterback. Yeah, that, that, like we're, we're, but right. We're but it's a show me. Again. Right. But if Daniel Jones has another year like that, then I'll give you the 40 years for 40, 40 million for four years. Fine. 
Maybe I, I guess it, I can, I understand what you're saying. I get it. The problem is, but I then just I'd be want- more comfortable doing that, and I have bought a year at a cheaper price, and I and I didn't give him the money. I <sighs> that's should, if he sign that, that's if he signs it, Art. That's true. That's He's true. You got to sign it. You're right. True. You're right. But I don't see. To me, I don't think ultimately that it, it you should. <laughs> Tagging your fucking running back after all the injuries that he's had, like he had a great year, but uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's I'd rather tag Daniel Jones and say, "Show it to me one more time," and then the I'll only give you reason, forty-five million a year. The only reason why I say tagging the running back is the move is because it's so cheap relative to everything else. Right. I'll give a guy ten million dollars guaranteed for one more good year where. Chances are he's probably going to, if he produces the same year again this year, that's best case scenario. That's true. It's best that, case like, scenario. That, that if, he reprodu- if, he, if he comes back and does exactly what he did this year, next in 23, for $10 million, that's probably your best case scenario. Right, but what are the odds of him actually going to fourth and doing that, though? You know what I mean? Like it's it's the same thing. What are the odds of Aaron Judge hitting sixty-two home runs again this not, year? Not happening. You know what I mean? It, you signed him. You signed Aaron Judge because of what he gave the franchise over the last couple of years, and especially he bet on himself and turned down whatever he turned down, and basically got himself you know a hundred and twenty million dollar raise. And hey, listen, more power to you, bro. Yeah, I mean, God bless, but it's. I just I think long term it's gonna I, I think that, that that's bad business. I don't think it's and this is why I think the Giants are bad self evaluators because I think they're gonna blink and they're probably gonna give it to him. <laughs> oh, I just so, saw Davis Webb hired as Denver quarterback coach too. A little insight behind the curtain. We're still really? throwing things on rundown. Yeah. I just saw that on Reddit. Um, well, yeah, Davis Webb, 28 years old, the, speaking of the Giants, back up to Daniel Jones last year, uh, is now going to be coaching Russell Wilson, who is six years older than him. Cool. Because this is awesome. this is how the NFL works. Yep. Love it. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Uh, continuing the quarterback talk, Derek Carr visits the Jets, and we don't have a deal. And nothing happened. Yep. Well, that's because Aaron just emerged from his retreat, <laughs> his his blackout. Six retreat. more weeks of winter, fellas. That's right. Six more weeks of winter. That's what I'm set. That's what I'm set. That's why I said, you know, six more weeks of free agency. Well, seemingly, like we we've discussed it off off the podcast as far as like the Grand Central, where it's like. 13 stories down into like a hole in the ground and it's <laughs> 100 <coughs> supposedly yeah. like this man's whatchamacallit like his uh his darkness retreat was like 300 400 feet of underground he only had like a yoga mat and like some cookies and that was really it and like no lights no anything and he went there for the purpose of figuring out his life came out there and nothing like ultimately it's the same shit like he he's so self-involved and like so self-absorbed that it i don't know man like it's well aaron aaron Rodgers loves himself some aaron Rodgers, and i think yeah. it's really really evident to me at least that i i don't think he's really into it anymore I think it's. I think the doubt has creeped in 
from mentally that he's not engaged in football the way he want, he once was 10 years ago and he doesn't want to play it as badly and he's but he loves money and he loves himself some some fame and and right you know being in the conversation and wants one more ring and you know wants to be a legend and so he you know he's got to win that second ring to be better than Favre, and I think he's chasing it at this point. And I think he's chasing a lot of demons. And I don't, but I don't think he wants to play for the for the love of the game, so to speak, anymore. And that's why he's got to go into a six day, you know, blackout retreat in the middle of Oregon to figure out with what, whether or not he, what he wants to do with his life because he really just wants to make a lot of money and be famous. He doesn't really want to play football anymore as badly as he used to. You know, that's I mean, my that's my I, feeling. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's tough to disagree because, like, which is why I don't want him on the Jets. Because it's t- it's, it's tough waste. to disagree. It's tough to disagree because it's like when you go against what he says or you know reports about him or whatever, he'll just call you like, "Oh, well, you're just out to get me." It's like, no. Like you're not putting you're not exactly putting out there that like you want to commit to a team like. You know, and what if it goes wrong with the Jets? Because ugh, if there's one thing I've noticed is when it goes wrong for the Jets, it's it always seems like it's ten times worse. Like do, you think the, you think the criticism's bad in Green Bay when you're not playing well? Imagine playing here. Throw a couple of throw three interception game here, and you know people want your head. You know we we lost Russell, uh, we lost Zach Wilson because he didn't exactly play. Well, but if he doesn't play well in Carolina, people aren't exactly, you know, chopping his head off. He's still the True. starter, probably. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, not only has he lived in a in a bubble where, you know, Green Bay, Wisconsin, you know, it's national media and no and two newspaper guys. You know, you're you're looking at being under the microscope here, but you're also, you know, you're trying to rest, you know, sit, you, the pressure goes up a thousand times just from you know the fact that you're trying to oh we're 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 a quarterback away the owner down in the organization they're going to be putting pressure too we were just a qb away from winning from being in the playoffs and going to the super bowl you know so yeah you know i don't know man like does anybody else other than me think this whole blackout like meditation retreat or whatever was just an excuse for him to go get blacked out like legit blacked out and drink no i no i think there was no i think it's i think he really no he's into fucking weird shit this guy he's yeah no this is his thing and this isn't and and like i said i think it was last week or the week before if this was anybody else no one would care right if my point if, if someone, if, if the starting was- lineman on whatever team said, you know what, I'm going to go away for a week, or I'm going to disconnect, leave my cell phone home, you know, sensory deprivation tank, the whole thing. And people be like, you know what, man, good on you. It's been a, it's been a long season, win or lose. It's a, it's a, it takes its toll on the body. You do you, man. But because it's Aaron Rodgers, everyone wants to make fun. Here, here's the flip side of that, though. If Correct. this was fucking Lamar <laughs> Jackson, if this well, was well. Lamar Jackson, people would be like, "He's lost his fucking mind." How? <clears> oh him? yeah. Like, uh, this is the problem with these fucking young quarterbacks. This and that. These this problem with these young athletes in quotations and all this shit. Like, if this was a 
black quarterback, the conversation would be completely fucking different right now. Oh, like, I agree. Uh, with yeah. That. Oh, he's, yeah. Dis- well, he's disconnected. A- he's not serious. He's right. Uncommitted. He, like if, you know, if this was Justin Fields after taking what 70 sacks last year. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to go into the woods for a fucking week and, and think about if I really want to do this. Like if that was Justin Fields, people would say he had no heart and he's you not, know, you know, who an NFL quarterback. Sh- you know, you know who should have done it and who's Russell doing Wilson. something. No, yes, but Tua, just because of the fact that concussion syndrome should have been in a, in a very dark place, no lights, <laughs> in all seriousness. Oh, uh, you're not wrong. You're but, not wrong. I, I, I would, I would have fucking, I would have sent. What is Tua doing, Kevin? What is he, what is he training to do? Uh, judo. He's taking judo uh, lessons. Yeah, where, where you get kicked and, in and, the head. And it's not, it's not just that he's taking judo lessons. He's taking judo lessons with Ronda Rousey's ex-coach. That's the problem with me. God. Um, so it's not like he's going to like Tiger Shulman's and fucking rolling around a little bit. <laughs> no, Shulman's. this motherfucker is going to like. <laughs> you know what? Too? Going to Cobra Kaiju. Hey, hey, you know what? Too? I left them off that list of, quarter- of teams that might need a quarterback, too. The Dolphins are very much on that list. Yes, they are. Uh, Dolphins yeah, are yeah, very much on that list because you don't know if he's playing next year. I mean, uh, if he's. If he's taking fucking shirigames from some fucking judo coach, I'd like to believe that he's not going to fucking play next year. Yep. But you know that that's so. So the Dolphins are very much in play for a quarterback. So they give makes, him four, So that makes what? How many teams is that now? It was like seven, seven, it was like eight or ten, like seven or eight, eight to ten. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he's got options, I guess, if you want to call it that. Like, I mean, that's he weird. does have options, but I just don't know. But like you said, I don't know if the money's actually there for most of those teams. I, I don't. I don't believe it is. I think that it's. They're gonna have to, like. He's gonna have to cut. Take some cut rate deal. Both of them are gonna have to take some cut rate deal if they actually want to play next year. Yeah, so ridiculous. And um, talking about and well and also just moving along to Lamar Jackson. Like just get right into it. They're probably gonna apply the 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 exclusive tag. But like, are you going to give him five years, two thirty? Because that's what that's what the Sean Watson got, basically. No, two thirty guaranteed. Holy he wants more guaranteed money. He wants a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah, yeah. He wants more money than Deshaun. And I was like, wait, because <laughs> basically I just Deshaun, think about that and go, holy shit, wait a second. Because basically, a- Deshaun Watson's contract is fully guaranteed, except for that one million dollars where he lost this year. Granted, because. like yeah it's fucking crazy but i can't blame lamar jackson for setting the market like deshaun watson set that fucking market like jimmy haslam set that fucking market it's not i get it jackson it's It's, not not. for fucking asking what he could possibly get like if you set the market it's it's fucking due diligence for me to be like all right that's the number i'm I'm just as good if not better fucking no no see my problem is is when when lamar jackson is 32 i'm afraid he's like i'm surprised he's lasted as long as he has at this level and you're already seeing the chinks in the armor that he's breaking down like oh i don't our- i don't believe at all he deserves the money like I, I, like he's better than Sean Watson granted is he worth fucking 5 years 230 no no like no like it, again like the market itself is screwed like that that's like i'll give you idea. 5 years 200 
150 yeah. guaranteed, but like that's it, dude. Like 175 it's guaranteed. Like 230 guaranteed is that's that's insane. <sighs> that's insane. Like we're gonna be at fifty million dollars a year guaranteed really fucking soon. Rogers in the NFL, is and get, that's Rogers is gonna get sixty this year no matter where he plays. That's true. Right. Yep. I forgot about that. That's that outre. That's a that's a bit of an outlier, but I think that's not going to be the norm for the top five quarterbacks. No, like, probably that's not. That's going to happen in the next three years, where you're going to see a couple of forty-five to fifty million dollar guaranteed contracts, and it's going to be normal. It's going to be completely normal. I mean, it's it's is. inflation with the salary cap, sure, but like, it's just it's it's percentage of the cap. Like now, we're just talking about what's the cap? What percentage of the cap is my quarterback's guaranteed money taking up at this point, and is it commensurate with his skill, talent, and whether or not he elevates or you know, is, is, is elevates or is elevated by the teammates around him. Look at the quote that I put in there on the rundown. Oh, about you can't overpay for great, but you can only over, you can only overpay for good. That's true. You can't overpay Patrick Mahomes. You can't, I'm sorry. You can't hate him, love him, dislike him, whatever, curse him. It doesn't matter. Can you overpay him? No, no. No, no if Patrick he, Mahomes you know, wants seventy six million dollars a year, Patrick Mahomes but you can, gets seventy six million overpay, dollars a year. But you can overpay Lamar. You can overpay uh, Daniel Jones. You can overpay. You certainly have overpaid for Russell Wilson. You know, I you was, can overpay for good, not you can't overpay for great. Like, like it, you it, can go even to the throw NBA. Matt Staff, you can throw Matt Stafford in that. Go to the go to the NBA. Can you give LeBron James enough money? Yeah, uh, yeah, not at this point at, in his career. At, at this point in his career, sure. Five, ten years ago, no, 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 no. no, no. But that no, you, yeah, but, you could but no, you couldn't overpay a, him. But there's only a handful of guys in the NBA that you could say that about. Same thing with the NFL. There's only a handful of dudes who you could be like, you know what? I'm comfortable giving whatever the fuck you want. Oh, absolutely. Oh no, I'm not saying that the league is flush with these guys. But what I'm saying is. You have to be careful when it comes to this because it all comes down to how well do you evaluate your talent or your needs? Because if you think, again, the Rams sold their soul and traded for Stafford and gave him a big contract and they won a Super Bowl. So in the end, the end justifies the means. But now they're paying for it. Absolutely. I mean, to the point where let's just jump in a little bit, but they sold their soul and now they just got rid of Bobby Wagner. Yeah, right. they, they cut ties with Bobby like, Wagner. I just saw that. Right, but too. that's but he's probably a cap casualty. Yeah, and you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, like but they, they the, Ra- the Rams. Wanna... The Rams have fourteen million dollars to clear. Uh, that's one way to do it, but Jesus Bobby Christ. Wagner, they cut him. They're going to save five million dollars. Yeah. But they're going to take a dead cap hit of seven and a half million, but it would have cost them 12, 12 and a half. Right. Right. So, so they saved the money. And then same, same thing with the Titans though. The Titans are fucking cutting bait left and right. Seemingly like the, one of the faces of your franchise and Taylor Lewin, you, you freaking just sent back in. I'm not surprised about Woods. Taylor Lewan being cut is a little bit it's stupid they, that they couldn't work out restructuring his deal because he's a good left tackle. He's a very good left tackle. I, I don't know where he ends up, but 
whoever's yeah. whoever wherever he ends up is going to get a damn good football player. That that's the reality yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean he's the top ten ta- tackle in the league right now. I mean he could probably end up like uh, just think he might end up in Chicago because they'll throw money at him. They got the see like that's why Chicago. You know that's what? The- you know what? He will end up in Chicago, and it has nothing to do with football. He yeah. will end up in Chicago, if only because Barstool just opened their new <laughs> headquarters in fucking yeah. Chicago. Well, it's either and it's either there or the Rams. I don't watch. Yeah, and, and, he's, much. and he's a Barstool. He's a Barstool podcaster. So they're going to try to they're going to move heaven and earth to get him and fucking oh, yeah, sign Ram, with Rams Chicago. Don't, Rams don't have money to pay people. That's right. I forgot about that. But that's that. And then. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll we'll start touching on all these uh, Washington Commanders travesty. So first and foremost, you had uh, <laughs> Jeff Bezos hired investment firm Allen and Company to help him consider a bid for the Commanders. So that that's that. They, I didn't look further into it and see exactly how much they're they're talking about there, but. I mean, he's officially hiring fucking firms to buy the damn team out. So, I mean, that I wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, you know, to get rid of, you know, who in Washington. But uh, Mm. do we want Jeff Bezos as an owner? I don't know. I guess. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? I mean, who knows? It would would be interesting. At the very least. Is it a conflict of interest with the. The Thursday night Amazon Prime shit. Oh, I, I've said this for fucking weeks now. I think for, no, for because like he's not. Episodes. He's only he does. He's not CEO anymore. That's yeah, right. He's not part of them anymore. He, he's he's just a he's just a majority shareholder. Right. That's right. You're right. <laughs> he, he's the Vince McMahon of Amazon. Pretty much. Oh lord. He. I mean, he is. He's the majority stockholder, but he doesn't really make. He's not on the board, quote unquote. His no, ex-wife not, is like his ex-wife. No God, ex-wife yeah, his ex-wife. Is the who became like the, the fourth richest person money. in the world by after being divorced. Hey, mm-hmm. he got it. Smoke him if he got him, right? Secure that oh, bag. Yeah. Absolutely. But, so the Bezos things was interesting, but shit really got fucking interesting. When it came to the hiring of Eric Bieniemy, so he got hired as offensive coordinator. Uh, essentially, got held hostage for like three nights at uh, <laughs> FedEx Field and and headquarters yeah. or whatever yeah, the hell probably, it was. That's um, probably a good way to put it. Yeah, held like uh, Ron Rivera basically told him to put the lotion on skin or fucking <laughs> the um and. All right, fine. After all that, 72 hours, he finally gets signs, whatever. Gets his bag. Um, and then LaShawn McCoy, who mm, clearly gives no fucks, uh, went out and just buried yeah. this dude. So uh, take it away, boys. It's whoever wants to read that quote. All right, I'll take I'll take this one. So I just pulled this offline. Quote. I mean, it, I hope, it's tremendous. It's, I hope he it's doesn't take down the whole. Quote. I hope he doesn't fail, but I think he will, McCoy said. What's his value? What makes him a good offensive coordinator? See, the problem is a lot of these people who go on social media 
oh, he should be the guy for the job. They haven't played there. They're not in the locker room. They've not been in the rooms where he's coaching. He has nothing to do with the passing game at all. The plays are designed. That's Andy Reid. When you talk about offensive coordinators, I can tell you what makes Brian Dayball with the Giants a very good head coach. I can tell you what Andy Reid or Doug Peterson, but what I when I ask about Eric Bieniemy, what makes him good? When we watch the film of practices and we correct the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, he doesn't talk in there. Andy Reid talks in there. He may say things to the running backs because he's an ex-running backs coach. I get that. But he has no real responsibility. Now you go from the Chiefs where you can hide behind Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Now you can go to the now you can go to Washington where you've got to call plays. You've got to run the meetings. You've got to run the installs. Bro, that is a fucking takedown. That's a burn. That's a scorched earth policy. Pretty inflammatory. Um, yeah, he's not wrong. At no point is Shady McCoy wrong in saying any of that, though. I mean, sure, but like, why? So, like, have we just been duped this whole time that like Eric Bieniemy was like the hot offensive coordinator? Like, yeah, we just been duped that like again there was a reason why. Again, there was a reason why for how many years now Six. he's gone on he's gone on interviews and has been passed over. And you can't tell me it's because of a, a dick pic from 30 years ago. No, he, I mean, it, it it stands to reason like everything that the enemy uh, that Shane McCoy is saying about the enemy. It fucking makes sense. Like if he's not calling plays, he's not doing installs. He doesn't know really. The X's and O's. He doesn't know how to call out coverages or how to fucking work around coverages. What do you really got? You know what I mean? Like, you really got nothing else. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess being a douche and not really doing anything meaningful. I guess NFL players and people talk and they say, "Listen, he's just he's riding coattails." Like, I guess that that talks and that's what everyone's then- been saying. But then the flip side of that is, all right, cool. Like you're not doing shit, but how has he lasted on the cheese for that long? Then, like, what has made him sustainable in Kansas City for the past six fucking years? If he don't do shit, like, how's he kept the job? Because he just does what Andy Reid tells him to do, and he right because he's if he, according to Shady, he's just the guy who calls the plays. He knows you how know. to do his job. He knows how to do a job. And he knows how to make it make it work. <clears throat> to be fair, and and devil's advocate, Eric Bieniemy did take did, did respond. He didn't. He wasn't inflammatory, but he did respond, and he said, "Look, he's a hall, a future Hall of Famer. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. That's life. You got good, you got bad. It doesn't impact me in any way. The one thing you learn in this position is you have to eliminate distractions." My job is to focus on the now. Everything outside these walls, meaning Washington, has no impact on Eric Bieniemy moving forward. I love how he referred to himself in the third person, like he was the fucking rock. But- oh, jeez! Uh, really? Like uh, why? Third? We gotta, we gotta figure out a way to get people to stop doing that. Referred <laughs> <laughs> uh, to himself in the fucking third person, like. You know Whatever. what that means? That means he has an ego, guys. Oh, he, he absolutely does. But, I mean, we're, we're going to find out real quick how good Eric Bieniemy is oh, when, Sam, when Sam Howell goes fucking 10 for 32 with 170 
some yards and three interceptions. We're going to find out real quick. Oh, I can't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Can't wait. When when Antonio Gibson has fucking 24 carries for fucking 52 yards, we're going to find out real quick how good Eric Bieniemy is. Yeah. Well, you know, you, when you don't have Patrick Mahomes lined up under center, things go haywire real fast. I mean, we, we, we've been saying it for weeks. We've been saying it for years, really. Like, how, like, how much do you believe in this man and his career? And uh, the answer is not much. Not much. So that's the NFL, boys. Like well, that's, that, that's, that's where we are we right now. So far. Um, moving forward, we had like the, the dog days of summer are over. Um, and the, I guess the, the late winter, early spring, the rites of fucking passage have happened. <laughs> and now we got MLB baseball coming up. So yeah, spring training, spring training starts, starts tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. It's a little exciting. Um, I mean, it's like non-alcoholic beer in a way. Like you're just hoping that no one gets hurt. More or less non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I, I mean, it's honestly, Heine, like it's good old Heineken old duels. Heineken yeah, zero so, duels. Yeah. Well, like honestly, though, like you're gonna look at that and go, like, if the Yankees are like five games or ten games under five hundred by the time they come out of spring training, I can be like, oh my god, like it's what yeah. it is. I I'm, I'd know. be more concerned if fucking they have to start Volpe at second or short because somebody goes down. Like I'd be more concerned about that, right? You know what I mean. You want to see, you want to see guys develop, you know, go through their, you know, progressions, go through their camp, you know, just have a good and just have a good camp, right? You know, I mean, am I interested? Am I interested in seeing uh, Francisco Alvarez and seeing what what the reality is about him? Of course, absolutely. But I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Aaron Judge. I'm not worried about Pete Alonso. You know, I want to see the young guys. How 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 do they play in the spring? And do they did do they deserve a roster spot? I mean, that's what I'm I, looking I, for. I think I think ultimately, like that's the. I don't know, man. I mean that that that's ultimately the the question mark. You know what I mean? Like how how's Brett look? How's Kevin Parada look? How's freaking Francisco Alvarez look? Like, and then on the flip side, like okay. Is Ozzy Peraza going to be my starting shortstop? Is Volpe actually going to kick the door down and take that spot from him? Is right. Glaber Torres going to be able to hang on to his spot? Is Ozzy Cabrera going to start and left? Like, wh- wh- what are we looking at here? You know what I mean? Like, it's of course. Who's mm-hmm. now that Frankie Montes is dead in the ditch? Who's actually going to come in and be on that fucking rotation? Like, uh. it's it's. Is Luis Severino now that he decided to fucking learn how to eat like a professional ball player? Is he actually going to be a like? A is he dick. actually gonna gonna have a decent season where he's actually stay healthy? Like th- those are the fun questions, but like like you said, I'm not worried about. And like they're they're already trying to build narratives. They're like, well, what if we switch Stanton to to fucking to right and fucking move move Judge to left and and this and that? And it's like yeah, it's it already starting. It's already I can't. I can't. I can't deal with it. I. Uh, I don't know. It's just why. Why would you put a two hundred sixty pound muscle bound man who can't stay healthy 
and whose quads rip every time he fucking runs. He, Why would you put him in stupid. left field? He first right of all, field. he should be. He's the everyday DH, and they just need to figure it out. And he's and yeah. then he he's benched on days you want to give Judge a half a day off and the infielders half a day off. And you, know basically- you know what's insane about that though, Arthur? Years, a, couple of, a couple of years ago when the Yankees had Jeter and A-Rod and, and, and all the old, all other old fucks that they had on that team, those <laughs> teams, that you needed the DH because you needed, to, you, you, needed, you needed to give these fucking old geezers a, a half a day off. Right. And then finally when those guys retired, it was like, all right, now you could probably get a real DH in here like DJ LeMahieu or, you know, so, a, a power hitter toward, you know, that doesn't really play the field. And then you could give your, your studs a half a day off like Judge or whatever. DH. And then they traded fucking for Stanton. And he's got, he's built like a Greek god, but just can't stay healthy because God forbid he has to run after a ball, you know, like do your job. And, now you need him. You need the DH for him because that's what keeps the lineup relevant. But the problem is if he does that, then he clogs up the DH. But then if he plays right field, he's an injury risk. And then the now you have to put someone else. In, now, who else is going into the DH? Because the, you, you got to play Hicks now. Well, well, you, you know, I mean, because well, they, they, don't tell me they're, they're going to trade Hicks or, stay, or uh, no, what's not. his name? Donaldson, because they would have been gone already, so they're stuck with those. Don- idiots. Donaldson, right. Donaldson but- is an albatross. Here's the problem with the Yankees. So the Yankees, Brian Cashman makes you have three every- or four dudes who have to play DH. You want to talk yeah. about bad? Yeah. You want to talk about bad evaluation, right? So here's here's the problem with Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman, ten years ago, mm-hmm. was the best GM in baseball. One of the top three GMs in baseball in terms of constructing a team 10 to 15 years ago. The problem is, is that he has been dragged by the culture of baseball to move away from the, you know, you know, move away from the way they constructed teams in the nineties and the two thousands to this, you know, launch angle strikeouts don't matter to hit two forty, but hit 66 bombs. Like who gives a shit kind of theory and, and stats, 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 you know, you know, adjusted war, you know, basically is that is the most important stat. So, you know, the problem is, is that he made moves with wanting to do both. And he didn't make the decision in 2014, 2015 to basically say, okay, Jeter's gone, A-Rod's gone, you know, and, and basically all of the 37 year old 35 and upright the Brett Gardner's of the world are not the the guys I'm building around like I'm building around the judges and the at the time Gary Sanchez to Sanchez and the the young guys coming up and the Luis Severinos of the of the team and so that you know that was that was great until like you said he traded for Stanton and you're like what the fuck are you doing you already have Stanton his name is Aaron Judge like you can't have three of the same players and then say, we're going to play small ball and we're going to, we're going to play. No, like you just, you, you're just, you're trying to do three different ways of playing, constructing a team and you shot yourself in the foot. That's the problem. My opinion. Right. And they won't, and he won't admit his mistakes. No, he gave Hicks no. And he's too year, fucking 70, proud. He gave Hicks a seven year, $70 million deal. What? Five years ago, four years ago. Right. Like yeah. you're still dealing with that. They're not, who is trading for him? No one wants Hicks, him. Hicks is a bad. Co- so, so Hicks was a bad contract. Not the worst, you know, not Jacoby Ellsbury level, oh, no, but no, was, no, no, no. 
Uh, as far as a $10 million a year player, no, it's no, it's not the worst. Cause you're giving, there have been guys who've been given contracts way worse than that. But that, but basically like, why did you sign Jacoby Ellsbury and then say, oops, I fucked up. Let me trade for Stanton. Like you, you see, he was like, Ooh, let me correct my mistakes by spending more money. And it's like, well, yeah. Well, here, here, here's my theory on that, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but he fucked up once, and that once was in 2001 when Diamondbacks fucking beat him in the World Series because he had a system and he thought, hey, I'm gonna spend more money than anybody, and I'll get there, and by sheer will of spending more money and having better players or quote unquote better players because the price tag says they're better players I'm going to win this thing fucking running away with it and they can't compete and then they lost yeah but you know what though think about how they lost really think about how they lost it was a blown fucking save sure but that that was was the first strike against them and that was like all right, come back from that then fucking the Boston series happened years later. And that was, uh, once again, I'm going to spend more money than anybody. And through sheer will of spending more money than anybody, I should be fine. But, and, but Kevin, was- they did, they did that. They bought themselves the 09 world series because they signed to They signed AJ Burnett. They signed CC Sabathia. And they said, we're going to, we're going to through sheer force of, you know, monetary will, by ourselves, you know, this, this world series, you know, and the problem was, where have we that, been in 14 years since that though? And, and here's, there's two problems with that. And I just, I wanted to make sure I had this right. Who was the world series MVP in 2009? Do either of you remember? It was Hideki Matsui. That is correct. It was none of those yep. motherfuckers. It was Hideki Matsui. And so, I will go back to the fact that they, the money you spend gets you there, but it's the clutch players. It's the it's the right. The, the MVP the, of the World Series is never the star player. It's always, no, almost never. What was it? What was it with the Red Sox in 18? Or was it fucking Pierce? What was that guy's name? Yeah, it was yep. yeah, Jay right. Pierce or some shit like Steve Pierce. Something Steve like Pierce, that. I think it was, yeah. Something like that. Like, it's never the it's never the guy. It's always some it's Steve always. Pierce. It's always, yes, it's always your your clutch player at in the moment. You know, well, my point my point is is that a team, a, a good baseball team, at least as long as I've been alive and as long as I've studied the history of baseball, going back the last I don't know fifty to sixty years, that we know, like those teams have been constructed that being balanced, that like, you know. It's not like you didn't have these big mashing home run hitters. Yeah, they're different 30, 40, 50 years ago than they are today. I understand that. But it's not like you didn't have a balance of power hitters, clutch hitters, hitters for average, speed guys, oh, of course. Like, five tool like, players and not like they they like, there's a balance of it. And Brian Cashman, because of whoever and whatever, whatever dictum that's coming from on high from the Stein Brent from from Hal, and you know, whatever's coming from 
you know, the, the, the sort of the baseball insiders has to play seven sides of a fence basically and has to play well i have to be a statistician today and i have to be analytics driven and i have to be old school driven and i have any and he doesn't have an i his thumb his fingerprints on the way that he constructs a team is just it's all over the place there's no philosophy i don't understand what he's trying to do right and they and they've cut the balls off of his manager since girardi left so you know, I don't know. Like, I don't know where the direction he's a is. Jack of all trades and a master of none, and he's proven it. Well, like, he's proven that at least you can say without a doubt that when the Yankees were the highest spending team and they were outspending twenty-seven out of the other, you know, the re- twenty-seven other teams, that they were that Brian Cashman looked like a genius. And so maybe he's not as smart as we think. I don't think right. he's bad because like you don't, don't by think- accident make the playoffs as many years no. in a row, but like he's not this genius and he, right. and he doesn't know what to do when his back's up against the wall. He doesn't. Right. But, but when, when contracts started to level out and when people started spending the same amount of money and when you had you got the Dodgers, yeah, when you had Alex Antonopoulos and in the fucking Braves, when you had the uh, Friedman at the Dodgers, when you had, I mean, even going back to Theo, when they started spending money in Boston, you started to see that that like mythical boy wonder GM like tag that he got blessed with after Stick gave him the job, like, okay, great, like now now things are an even playing field, and now you don't look as brilliant as you used to, like suddenly like. You're good, but you're at your average. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just you're like everybody else. Average. You're right. decidedly average, right? Right. Like, and your talent, like you know, and that's that's how I feel. Like I, I, I think the baseball gods have brought him back to earth, and I think the Yankees. I, I, I just, it's, I don't know. Like I just, for the last five years, okay, they they like, kind of stepped in it when Judge and Sanchez and all the young kids came up, and but that's. You know what? You're going back five, six years now. Like but that ship has fucking sailed. Like now you got to construct a team again. around them. But they're going to step in it again because you have you have a very deep, like very good, great farm system. If you're the Yankees right now, like for for all intents and purposes, you have a lot of prospects like, on the way. Yeah, like right, and they didn't trade good. them away for for. Right. For everybody, and I, and they didn't trade, make big trade deadline moves that that gave away the farm, literally. And so right. I, I, that's, I guess that's smart, but I think you know the problem ultimately becomes, you know, when you don't do that often enough, and other teams are doing it, like the Padres and the Dodgers, and you know they, that they're they're like, look at the Padres. The Padres have as many players on their team that deserve super mega contracts or have made super mega contracts as the Yankees have players that have or deserve said mega contracts, but the type of players that the Padres have are a bunch of five tool athletic in, you know, hitting for average, not just for power, you know, defensive studs at their respective positions or at least above average to very good, you know, defensive players at their respective, you know, infield and outfield positions and hit for, you know, can hit 300 in a year. The Yankees don't, other than Aaron Judge, and Aaron Judge is a health liability for sure, you know, it's, you know, I'm still not convinced he's not going to break down in three years. Sorry, but he's like your best player, but 
he and he yeah he hit over 300 this year but he could hit 275 and hit 37 home runs next year and where does that leave you in the rest of the offense if fucking stanton plays 47 games again you know like i i'm tired of seeing this song and dance like and he like brian cashman made a very bad mistake he locked himself in at very important positions and now he has too many too many of the same kinds of players needing to do the same exact things there's not five dhs like there's one and he has five players that want a dh regularly absolutely but like Another like small thing that that bothers me now again about Cashman is like at one point like the Yankees used to sign all the top international prospects like you used to go out and get all the posting fees and sign the international prospects and bring the guys in from whether it be Cuba or Venezuela or Japan or whatever like where are they in the past couple of years with that like they're they're just not. They, it's not that they're. They're, they're not scam. investing into that. Like not as much. But that's me. where I think that's where Steinbrenner's son is not the same as his father. And so George was like, "Fuck it, I don't care. I'll spend you know the equivalent of fifty million dollars a year on international scouting." You know, Hal is like, "Well, let's you know how how effective is that for us? Let's let's you know we don't have to spend you know." a third of our, our, you know, total revenue on, on that. So let's, let's spend 10%, you know, or 5% instead of 30 and that those dollars and cents make a difference. You know, you're not, you're not spending what the Dodgers and what, you know, the Rays and other, even like small and large market teams, the Rays basically said, we're going to spend all of our money on scouting and drafting players and developing players in the minor leagues and having six guys at every position that is our talented and one of them is going to hit during their you know their pre-arbitration years and we'll just keep them we'll just keep rolling with the same you know we'll just keep rolling with the same formula that was the hot in bloom you know kind of mentality before he went to boston so i, I you know, the I Yankees you, are no man. longer can't just... wag their dick around and say, we're the New York Yankees. Come play for us. Because these people are like, yeah, but I can get paid more by the Texas Rangers. Like, right. like the no. Seattle Mariners right. are going to pay me more money from a guy from for Japan. The Dodgers, the Angels. They're Well, Shohei Otani was like, well, I'm going to be in L.A. I'm going to be six hours of a plane ride closer to my family and my friends back in Japan. So maybe I'll just go there and I could be just as a big, big of a star. And make just as many endorsement deal monies in LA than I can in New York. Sure. It's just wild to me that, like, once upon a time, like, they would have gotten a Sedan Raffaello. They would have gotten a fucking, like, Michael Garcia on the Royals. Like, the, the Royals are beating the Yankees out for fucking, like, international players. It's not like, even that they're beating, they're beating them out. It's just that, that, that those players are now spread everywhere. Those sure, players like are Oscar not. Polis, Right. Oscar the, Cole's went from Cuba to fucking the White Sox. And like right. that's How? usually a dude that you guys that's usually a guy that you guys pick right. up. You know what I mean? That's like, a guy right. That's a guy in the nineties that goes to the Yankees organization. Well, well even like even on the Astros, Yamer Diaz or fucking the Jordan Astros Diaz on the, the A's, like those are guys that you guys would have like there would have not been an argument. Like Yuri Perez on the Marlins, that pitcher, that you guys would have gotten him from the Dominican Republic if this was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, hell, even going forward, Francisco Alvarez would have never made the Mets if this was 10 years ago. Well, that's the thing. That's when, when, but you just, you basically just named a, you know, a quarter of the league and 
and most of those teams are small to medium market teams, like, other than the what, Mets. Like, like what the hell the is White Ellie Sox. De La Cruz doing on the fucking Cincinnati Reds? But like, that's the point is that that now everyone's spending tens of millions of dollars on international scouting and, and signing players. And, and so because collective bargaining has changed, the collective bargaining agreement changed those rules too to a certain extent. But but the Yankees are they don't you know, they don't walk into these baseball academies and in, in the DR and in Cuba and in all of these Central American countries and these Caribbean countries and say, we're the only we're the only people here. Like, no, now there's 20 other teams representatives also there with checkbooks that can match with the. So now it's just where do you want to go? You know, who got to you first? And so that's, you know. I bet you in five years, fucking the Mets international scouting and farm system is going to be far superior than the Yankees. You know, if the Yankees, if the Steinbrenners don't sell the Yankees or sell a large chunk or controlling interest in the Yankees in the next 10 years, the Yankees will become more and more irrelevant as time goes on. They will be more and more average. It just feels like you guys have prioritized the wrong things over the past. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I've they watched. Prioritize the brand. They prioritize the brand, right? Yeah, which I mean, we talked about argument. it, but yeah. they've also prioritized the business. That you know, they prioritize staying under the salary cap, the luxury tax right. threshold, so to speak, and not wanting to pay luxury tax and give to other teams money. And the problem with that mentality ultimately is that it doesn't matter. If you give other teams the luxury tax money, they're going to compete regardless. They're going to compete regardless because they're they're being smarter than you. They're being more economical than you. They're taking the money that they they because they all the revenue is being shared. They all make TV money from these regional sports networks. Along this is fucking another. That's another. So Bally Sports like, maybe. Like <laughs> when's the last time the freaking like. The Cincinnati Reds scouted better than the Yankees. No, yeah, but knows? like, or, or that the Yankees got themselves like an Adley Roshman or a freaking like Julio Rodriguez or something like that. Like, when's the last time they legitimately got one? I like, Aaron, like Aaron Judge. One. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Like, huh, fair. Maybe Floreal. Like, we'll see. You know. You know. Aaron Judge. Well, or you could go back to the core four: Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, Pettit. And Posada, you know, or I, I understand, but like, but you think about some of these teams, some of these, some of these Yankee prospects, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, no one's really sticking out to me too, too much. Like, like everybody says Dominguez is going to be a freak, but like, I haven't seen enough of them against major league pitching to be like, or like major league level pitching to be able to like, discern that like anybody could look good we're, we're, we'll playing s- the somerset patriots you call, know what I mean? call like, me in for two years w- with when um maya is at triple a all right when, when when brandon my that's literally it that's and maybe and and I'm, I'm reading this article about him just it's reminding me of jesus Caba, and it's like okay but you know, and we'll see. Like, Kids 16, how- like we're talking about a fucking 16 year old and a, and a guy, you know, and Maya, who's, listen, top international prospect for sure. But, you know, I, I still think, you know, is Peraza going to be that good? Probably not. You how know? much do you believe in the Jason Dominguez? Like, have you soured from like yes. the hype that everybody had on Jason Dominguez? Yeah, because like, it was just, ago? we're throwing out names and everybody went and watched highlights. And you're like, oh, dude can swing a fucking bat. Okay. 
like, but that's against, you know, equivalent talent. Like what happens when he hits right. major that's league what I'm saying. Like, like anybody can look good if you're fucking playing against the Long Island Ducks. Like the equivalent. Like, you know what I mean? Like Yep. You're, you're the Somerset Patriots. Like, okay. Anybody could look good as a Somerset Patriot. You know what I mean? Like it, it's Yeah, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. But, but that's we'll see what happens. We'll see right, what happens. So. That was baseball. Um, Actually, just looking back, like at the Yankees over the last. I mean, I'm looking at the whole history here, but we're not going to go that that. shitting on the Yankees. No, it's not about that. I know. know. (laughs) So, all right, one, two, three, four, five. So, so the last six years, they've made the playoffs. The last time they missed was in 2016. So, going back from last year to 2017 lost the ALCS in the sweep uh-huh. lost in the wild card uh-huh. lost lost in the division series 3 to 2 in 20 uh-huh. lost the was ALCS that no that was to the rays i believe the rays the rays yep. yeah. uh-huh. um 19 they lost the ALCS 4 to 2 18 they lost the ALDS and then in 17 you know the famous uh Against the Astros, four to three, uh, you know, in Game Gar- Seven, the garbage banging Game Seven. Right. Games. Okay. Now, how many teams would probably trade for that? Twenty six. That's true. That is true. You know, attendance in the, the Met, like would the Mets trade for that hit, that ru- that run? I, uh, I mean, that's what they're trying to do over at over in Queens, because there's something to be said about being. About being good enough to (laughs) so okay, ready to be said about the revenue you're generating. Yeah, that too, but also also to win totals 99, 92. All right, the COVID year 33, whatever. Throw throw that year out 103, 100, 91. Like you're winning at least 90 games, 92, 93 games. Like, what's the problem? Yeah, you know, World, you know Series, I mean? World Series or bust. It's it goes back to the the spoiled Yankee fans that it's World Series or bust. Yeah, but this isn't the '90s anymore. Like uh, you know, and or they, the 1930s, or the 1950s, or the 1970s, or the 1990s. I know. Like Trust other me, teams, other forget about spending, but like other teams are good too. That's the problem. Other teams are good too. And yeah, I, I, you can. Yeah. You can tell me all the time, all the until you blew in the face. You they don't want to give money to the pirates and to the Reds and stuff. But you know what? The pirates don't reinvest. The Reds don't seem to be caring. The Royals tear it down every other year. The listen, the Marlins are a fire sale every five or six years. Right, right. So you know, no outside of the you know Red what? Sox, the Mets, the Phillies. I wouldn't even say the nationals to a lesser extent, but like, you know, and then, you know, the Dodgers, the Astros, they're not even the Cubs, the Cubs, they, they had, they won a world series and then it's gone. Um, You know, I would say 10, eight to 10 teams in the league, you know, that their bar is higher than that, but everybody else, I'd say at least the bottom half of the league, at least 15 to 18 teams would take that six-year run and go, yeah, I'll take that. Like, you know, like, I'd fucking take an eight-year, seven-year run. they take that in a heartbeat. For right. sure. And I, I, I get that, but that's the problem with the Yankee fan and the Yankee mentality is 
you know, making the ALCS is not enough. Like getting out of the division series, winning 100 games and getting out of the division series and losing in seven to the to the Astros is not good enough. And it's a sickness. It's a fucking sickness. I get it. And I'm sorry with that. And I'm sorry with that expectation. That's a good expectation to have. But you know what? You're going to set yourself up for severe disappointment. No, well, that's the thing. There's, it's, it's a, it's, we're learning more and more that it is a crapshoot more and more the entire, you know, MLB playoffs, especially with the expanded playoffs. And now you're getting teams that are at, you know, 90 wins, you know, winning the fucking World Series. I mean, you know, now it's like, it's like being, it's like in hockey, being the number one seed. In, in in hockey or being the, the the president's trophy winner means fucking nothing. Like, you know, if seven seeds are going to go on, and it's, it's like a seven seed in hockey going on a wild card team going on to win the, the Stanley Cup. Same principle. So, right. you know, it doesn't happen in, in basketball, but in baseball, it's crapshoot. You know, two pitchers get hot, carry you, win four, game, four games out of a best of seven series. The end. That's it. That's all you need. You know, it's that simple. Usually, I know. I'm just, I'm just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, moving forward, uh, I'm probably gonna lose a good percentage of you. <laughs> yep. Here's nah, it's fine. Right. No, it's fine. Kevin's twenty minutes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, MLS starts uh, the next couple of days. We've been touching on the pet like in bits and drabs over the past couple of weeks. That's major uh, league soccer for those that don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that's uh, American soccer people, uh, for those sorry. who don't I'm care. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. The season starts Saturday on Apple TV with live coverage, studio shows, analysts, and club-centric content either already on what they're calling season pass or uploaded nightly on the Apple TV um, like subscription service or app. Um, there, the costs and tiers that we've mentioned before have changed. So now seemingly you don't need an Apple TV subscription in order to get the season pass, but it is beneficial for you if you do get it. So Apple TV generally is $6.99 a month. And to add the MLS season pass on top of it, you would pay a total of $12.99 a month for both Apple TV and your MLS season pass. Not that bad. If you don't have an Apple TV subscription, you're paying $15 a month, which blows. And, That's so and, dumb. Yeah. it's it, it So there, there's a benefit for you being an Apple customer. And that edict came from Apple, and it didn't come from the league. So Apple is basically going out of their way to kind of screw you a little bit and saying, hey, if you don't use our products, you're going to pay hand over fist for this, which is fine. Um, yeah, that sounds like there is a way around it though, as T-Mobile has partnered with the league and is offering a free season pass to everybody who has T-Mobile, so Love long T-Mobile as they Tuesdays. redeem the code through T-Mobile by the end of the first slate of games. There's rumors that they might extend it for the whole year to get more viewers and more of a subscriber count. Um, they probably will. T-Mobile has done this with Major League Baseball uh, last year and the year before, where if you had T-Mobile, you got a free. Uh, like MLB.com and and access to all the games as long as you were a T-Mobile customer. Or if you did like I did, you grabbed your mom's phone, downloaded T-Mobile Tuesdays, popped in her phone number, 
got the code and just downloaded it. Um, T-Mobile isn't checking, folks. They they have they have no like oversight or, or any sort of like security when it comes to their uh, who's using T-Mobile Tuesdays or who's downloading codes or redeeming codes. So essentially, it's a free for all. Um, and seemingly codes work twice. So if you are interested in MLS or in MLB coming up, uh, the same code is going to work for more than one person, which Beautiful thanks world. T-Mobile. Thank, thanks yeah. capitalism. Yeah. Um, direct, on a fun note though, uh, direct TV for business has in, in a, uh, in a good news, a bit of good news for the league, uh, has come to an agreement to transmit and broadcast MLS, MLS season pass from 300,000 locations across the U.S. that have signed up through a pilot program to start airing it. Uh, airing it using existing DirecTV for Business customers that and their existing satellite package. So, so who are these, like bars and restaurants and stuff? Yes. Yeah, so essentially, okay. like your... Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, your Miller's Ale House, yeah, okay, so okay. and so forth, that already had DirecTV and Sunday Ticket and all this, like all the packages, whatever. They're going to use their existing packages and then offer them the, or rather, give them the um, the direct the DirecTV for business uh, package or whatever. Um, uh, there's usually these people pay in a standard one pay subscription to these things. So there's usually a, a one time pay to like direct TV to get the MLB coverage or the NBA league pass or center ice or whatever. Um, MLB coverage or NBA coverage, you generally cost 3,500 or 30 or three K respectively, which is so for, ridiculous. Yes. While MLS coverage is going to cost existing customers a total of a hundred dollars a year just for the pilot program. So essentially, if I'm a, you know, if, if I'm a Buffalo Wild Wings and I can save myself $3,400, it, it's not a bad gig. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's real. I mean, now you're talking about a business. That's real money. You know, right. that's so, outrageous. That's, yeah, that's an so, outrageous amount of money. So I, I can get sports coverage there. But now that thirty four that thir- that thirty four hundred that I'm sell that I'm now saving, I can turn that into marketing, advertising, so on and so forth, and I can market myself if I'm in the right area, as a different type of sports bar or a soccer bar or this and that, or or make inroads with these like supporter groups that come in and are looking for people to come in and hey, is it, the the good part for MLS is that they're a year round sport. There's no off season. Like soccer doesn't have an off season versus no, no, like really MLB right. or NFL or whatnot. So if you're thinking about money in pockets, if this pans out, it makes more sense than to go for a sixteen. Not even like well, no, you're never gonna fuck with with the NFL. But like comparatively to the two grand five hundred that you would spend for an NHL, like it's just as niche. You know what I mean? Like it's just as just as much as a level like a a small population product that you could probably get on average, the same amount of revenue out of it. But, but like, I, I mean, I get, I get the, I get the reason why the MLB package costs so much from a marketing standpoint, because like major league baseball is a very regional sport and NBA 
you know, is lesser to an, is, is much less so a regional sport, but still kind of is the NBA had like a 10 year stretch from like, Oh five to like 2015, 20, uh, 2018 ish where, you know, 12, 13 year stretch where it was probably the number two sport in the country behind the NFL. And I think that has somewhat its popularity has waned and I can't tell you why. I, I think maybe just the super team sort of creation. I mean, it's on the topic. I, I agree with that. I, it's, I think it's gotten, people are tired of it, but I just, the cost like to me, is like, well, you know, you go to New York, you're only going to need to pay for Mets and Yankees for the most part, you know, but you go to a bar in the city. Some bars are like, well, this is, you know, I want to watch baseball. I want to have, you know, 30 screens. I want to have 10 different games right. on that night. So, so they're going to pay that. And that's, right. that's silly to me. So, I mean, I mean, listen, cost of doing business for sure, but Jesus. Or like full, like full disclosure, like you can go into Jack Doyle's or you can go into the football factory at legends. And I mean, legends itself, they show everything. They, they, it's, you know, they show MLB, they show NFL, they show whatever fine, but they do have a section downstairs, which is just for supporter groups, which is just for soccer. They open up at six o'clock on the, in, in the morning on weekends. Then they show EPL all the way through, Argentinian and Brazilian league games at nine o'clock at night. And they, they, they show every single damn game, right? For all those packages, you're paying X, Y, Z amount of money for all different packages. You're paying for the Peacock package. You're paying for the, you know, Fox, Fox, Fox soccer plus package. You're paying for freaking uh, the, the ESPN plus package for like the Bundesliga and for the, the, uh, the La Liga and all that stuff. If I can save myself freaking three grand and just pay a hundred bucks a year for MLS coverage rather than going and paying the whatever it is, the 20 bucks a month for the ESPN package, I mean, on top of all the other shit, it's worth it. You know what I mean? It is worth it. Do you think though that these like bars and stuff like that would get a draw? I mean, I don't see how it would be anything less than they're already getting. You you got what I'm saying? Like, like right. you you or, like like in and and I'll get to it in a second. But like, you look at all the the different areas where you got all these markets or whatever, like. Granted, I don't give a shit about a Minnesota versus Real Salt Lake game. I couldn't right. give a fuck less. But w- in Los Angeles, I guarantee you they're pa- they're packing out the fucking bars for an LA Galaxy versus LAFC game. I guarantee you. Like in, Se- in Miami, and like Seattle, big. Yeah, Seattle, big. like Seattle Sounders, right. they're packing out the games. Like Portland Timbers are packing out the games. Portland like Timbers, good at, to watch. At, Love at, them. The Atlanta United is fucking packing out games in Atlanta, and they they already have thirty five thousand season ticket holders confirmed for this year. That that's that's pretty much that's on like that, that's that, real money. You're, you're telling me you're selling out the whole lower bowl of freaking Mercedes Bank Stadium. It's like, pretty impressive. Like for for right. first, for for American soccer, shit. All right. You know what I mean? Like you're you're doing all right, and like 
if I'm going to Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte and Charlotte's now selling out two thirds of the stadium, I, I mean, I, I can't hate it. Like in the markets they're in, sure. In New York, is it going to play? No, mm, no. Right? No, in, I get it. I get I it. I mean, it, it will will it play well in in certain markets? Like, will it play in Austin and Houston? It'll play. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's depending. Like, yeah, they've 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 done well. Like, they've they've gotten Taylor Twellman. They got Max Bredos. Max Bredos used to be the the, the voice of Fox Soccer, and they got him to sign on. He coming over from ESPN. Taylor Twellman, obviously, he came from ESPN. Everybody, remember, everybody remembers the rants. Everybody remembers all the all the shit he's done for the U.S. Men's National the Team. Rants. Yeah, like, I mean, he's, he wasn't wrong in any of them. But, yeah, like, everybody remembers the rants and, and the raves. But he's they're both the lead analysts. Like, they're going to be lead analysts in play-by-play. So they're going to they're gonna give you some sort of, like, wealth of knowledge and experience of the broadcast. So at least they're making it respectable. They're, like, they're, they're not – Throwing out Kat, uh, Katie Nolan to fucking do MLS games, you know what I mean? Like, right? Of there, course. There, there, there's some fucking respectability there, and like, the games seemingly are gonna look all right. Like, I, I was fucking around with the with the app earlier. Um, the games are and and all the 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 content that they have is all high resolution 4K. Um, it's a stark contrast to most of the shit that you usually get when it comes to soccer. Everything's in at best 1080. If not 720, sometimes 480. Like, try to view a Brazilian league or an Argentinian league game online through oh, an app or through a stream, and, and tell me how that fucking looks like. If you're looking for a Boca Junior game and you're and you're watching it on TV on on your online or, or whatever, you're 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 in for a fucking headache. Like, the, those games don't like the stream itself, and like it's not even like Pirate Bay or whatever. Like, the stream itself just collapses on you halfway through the game. But, yeah, that's no yeah. It's and then, it, it, well, it, that's the nature of that's that's what happens. And it like granted, like Apple, you you would hope like they have the shit figured out beforehand. Like I was telling you guys before the show, like I think this is a guinea pig experiment. Like I don't think that the end goal is MLS and just MLS. I think this is a fucking like it's a power play for like the. I, I think I think this is Apple's soft launch to say, all right, we fucked around with baseball a little bit, and we saw how it worked with the Friday Night Baseball, and it didn't really work. What if we dabble a little bit with a with a league and throw our full weight behind the league? Let's invest in a league and see how it works out. And if it plays right, and if we get the ratings, like to me. The ratings that they got on ESPN Plus for the subscriber base on ESPN Plus is going to be just the damn same on Apple TV. I think they'll make just as many subscribers, if not more so, coming year from now. I don't, I don't think there's a difference, personally. Probably. That that's it. Like you, you as very a whole, well could be right. You could be right about. I think that. you're right. I think it's going to uh, happen. Like, like <clears throat> I, I I don't think anybody's going out of their way. To fucking join ESPN Plus for MLS coverage. It's just a happy fucking coincidence that I got MLS coverage as part of ESPN Plus. Now, am I actively seeking shit on Apple TV for MLS or whatnot? No. But if I open up the Apple TV TV app, is it front page and front and center and it's blaring at you to fucking join up? Yes. 
like you can't avoid it. You have to X out like two pop ups to fucking get onto it. You know yeah, I mean? it was kind of like the Prime games on Thursday. Like the minute right, you like, loaded up your Prime Video app, it was right there. Even if you went to Amazon.com, right. it was front so, and center. So already there, it's better marketed than it ever was on ESPN. You know what I mean? And like they're going out of their way now, the league to to make the game times more readily available. Okay, like. You're giving me a four o'clock game. You're you're giving me a four o'clock, a seven o'clock, and a nine o'clock. You're not giving me a eleven thirty, a one, and a three when everybody's busy on a Saturday and Sunday. You know what I mean? Like at mm-hmm. least people are right. home, and you're going to be able to tune in if you really wanted to. You know what I mean? But I I don't know. Like on, on that note, like yes, like the league itself, like it it is what it is. Like you got to know what you're like. Granted, like. Full disclosure, self-professed, like, I like the LA Galaxy. I've liked the LA Galaxy for years since, like, the Landon Donovan and, like, David Beckham ages. Like, uh, we had, we got Zlatan for a year or two, and he was Zlatan. a fucking... He, he, it, it was fun as hell to, to see him just dominate the league and be a fucking character. And then, like, we had Chicharito, and Chicharito was great. And he's still there. But, like, you gotta know what the league is. Like, this league isn't gonna be, like, EPL level quality, but like it's a starter set. Like it's a jump off league. You know what I mean? Like it used to be a retirement league and now it's like the jump off league. Like at this point you got young kids coming in who are coming in from like Europe and, and like lower level academies in the States and then like uh, South America. And they're using it to jump off to teams in, in Europe, essentially like Jan Duran from, from Colombia played Chicago fire and he just left for 22 million to Aston Villa. Gaga Slanino is probably going to be our starting goalkeeper also left from Chicago fire to Chelsea. And he left for 15 million. The guy's probably going to be your starting goaltender in the next world cup. Like mm-hmm. you look at Jordi Milovic left from Montreal to AZ in the Dutch league for 6 million. Paxton Arison, Brendan Arison's brother went to Frankfurt for 4 million with an add on. So the whole total could jump up to like 8 million. Right. And Slonina is going to be the reason Chelsea's back in the top four in their table next year. But that's just me. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're not wrong. You're yeah, you're, you're, like their, you're their, absolutely their goal, not wrong. Their goal differential is going to go down big time. Yeah, it, it's going to be. I was very happy you're about Absolutely that. not wrong, and not fucking around there. Like then you got like Julian Arahu, who is a dual national American Mexican, who just left the LA Galaxy, and he went to Barcelona of all teams. Fucking Barcelona from the MLS. Like, that's amazing. Like think like, about where where yeah. we were ten years ago. Yeah, this like, was not happening. This was not happening. Yeah. We 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 went we went from fucking run up shootouts to decide games in the MLS to legit selling people to Barcelona and Real Madrid. Like it, that it, brings like, money. That that those right. lo- those loans bring the MLS money, and that just means right. more talent and more like, development. Right, and like the trend isn't ending. It's it's becoming more and more important as like the global culture of soccer. Like people are starting to believe. Like oh hey like the Americans have some players there. Like there, there's some talent there or like even like in South America and Europe, they're like, Oh, we can get exposure there. There's branding there. There's opportunities right. for commercial viabilities there. Like new pathways are being forged every year. Player profiles, like prices are starting to diversify. Brands are starting to diversify. Like you have homegrown talent. Sure. But like, as I put in the rundown, like you also have highly rated South American teenagers coming there. You have super draft selections. You have like, 
ex-European players coming there. Like it, the league is what it is. Like, is it going to set the world on fire? This Apple TV deal, probably not. But like, it'll still be fun. And like, they're doing things to change the league itself. Like, they changed the playoff scenario. So like, now it's nine teams in each conference qualify with eight and nine. Uh, playing a winner go home wild card round, so like essentially a sudden death eight or nine to get in, and then I from was, there that's fine. Round, yeah, it's like a little play in tournament. I can live with right. that. I'm okay with so, that. And then from there, round one is now a best of three series. So if a match is tied at any point during those three games, you go straight to penalty kicks. So two oh, wins no extra time. Through. Nice. No extra time. Straight up penalty kicks. Straight that's- up like. Not bad. 90 minutes, it's done. No extra time, no golden goal, none of this bullshit. We're going straight to will your PKs. goalies. Yeah, exactly. And then after okay. that, after you get through PKs or whatnot, and let's say you survive, it's single elimination like last year. Better seed gets to hosting priority, and that's from the conference semis all the way to the final. So, I mean... In it, in and of itself, they are I don't trying hate to make it, it fine. more watchable. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's trying to make it a little more interesting. And you know, for the MLS too, I think their biggest challenge, I think, in the next five years, if they want to expand to thirty-two teams, which I I actually saw that story too, and I was I was going to actually comment on that. But you know, I think if they want to get to that level and be equivalent to you know MLB, NBA, Big Four in, in the north in North American sports. The biggest problem that they're going to have is content because they have right. enough matches. If they were as popular as the NFL, their format is perfect, but they're not in right. terms of ratings, at least regionally where we live. I don't feel like I have a lot of opportunity to watch a ton of MLS games. Um, sure. And enough, and my, uh, right. enough to be like, oh, and obviously – you know, baseball has their sports networks and everybody's got their, so it's a whole different animal. Right. But right. the problem so, is, is like how many, how many, how many games, how many matches in a season is enough to bring it to like the level of NBA where there's more content. And so now there's enough engagement where I could follow my team and there's, there's a feeling I'm following right. it and they're playing enough. So Obviously, like, soccer is a sport you can't play every three days. I understand that. Fair that. Yeah. So like essentially what they're like historically and that 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 goes back to what you're saying. That's the problem of it. Like these teams didn't have their own channel. So these teams would then be piggybacking off of the fucking Yes Network or they'd be piggybacking off of like Sportsnet or whatever the fuck it was like. You throw them out there. Bally Sports, which is now bankrupt. Like they'd be piggybacking off of these these different fucking regional sports networks, and then getting whatever time I guess you want to call it that to be able to to do club profiles, do all this bullshit. Now with the Apple TV, they all have their their specific like channels. They all have their specific like club content, their their academy shows, all that. So like, if you wanted to invest into the team, you can. But now there's a paywall behind it, which also fucks you. So, yeah, that's my it, biggest it, problem. It is is that it is. like your access is going to be, you've you've over monetized your access, it. right? Well, I mean, listen, TV watching, you know, you got to understand too, the TV watching model of oh, it's the nineties and the two thousands is over. Like we're we're good. This is like no one's gonna, that. and no one's. I mean, no one under 
under 30 it's in like in five years no one under the age of 30 is gonna buy a house and get you know the triple play package from you know cable or satellite or, or Verizon files. No, like, I'm reg- I'm regretting it now. I want right. to. I'm all sitting there shit. going, I right. never watch TV anymore. Like other than football and some basketball here and there, and some random hockey games, and especially when we get to playoff playoff hockey and sports generally, and you know when my wife wants to watch the Food Network and I watch it with her. What the fuck do yeah. I have fu- like? Two, uh, what am I paying two hundred dollars a month for TV, phone, and internet There's in my no house? Point. Like, what are we doing? Like, like it's so silly, yep. right? So I, I guess, could I could it, have dis- I could have ESPN Plus. I could have like the Hulu ESPN Plus. You know, for sixteen dollars you know, for sixteen dollars a month. I have Netflix. I could have Discovery Plus, and maybe like you know get CB get this get the Paramount Plus for to have CBS get the. You know, get I have Peacock. Thanks, thank you for Peacock, Kevin. And now I just need Fox now, and that's it. And I'm good. I'm done. I get yeah, to watch football. Really I get good. to. Wa- I'm good. I'm done. I'm and fine. It's, and it's and it's sixty bucks, and you walk out of it, and then you pay right. And I'm not paying right. I just saved myself a hundred dollars. Yeah, month. and and maybe pay thirty bucks, forty bucks for internet, and and you walk out paying a hundred bucks for all your. Oh yeah, no, I say I just shaved my bill in half. Right. Right, and I have a house so, phone that rings, and it's all spam calls, and nobody ever uses. Nobody knows my right. house phone number. And like to your point, uh, to <laughs> go back to it, the yeah, fire department right. knows. Like, that's about it. To the point, to it, like <laughs> they want to expand to thirty-two teams in the next five years from thirty. Like the the like it makes sense in a sense. Like you can't win over soccer fans through quality and reputation. Then you might as well do it through brute forcing your way into every fucking market. There is like, <laughs> it's harder to ignore your local MLS team when it's right there. You know what I mean? And like right. when you're forcing it down their throats and suddenly there's 40 fucking teams around, you, you can't ignore the league. Cause like it's there. It's readily 40, available. 40 you know feels I mean? like a lot, but it also it, doesn't, it's not, it it's doesn't not, because if you look at like the EPL, and you look right. at La Liga and you look at Bundesliga, like you look at countries that are like an eighth of the size and they have right. like, like, you know, they so, have a lot of fucking teams per capita, right. like a lot. Right. So I think that league does eventually get to 40. I think they get to 20 teams from each half of the country. Like, and essentially they keep teams away from each other until the finals. Like it's going to be great for travel, easy scheduling. You get all the markets up and down. That makes sense. And it's looking more and more likely that's going to happen because they're starting to add teams every year, two years. Like they just added St. Louis. That's that the 30th team now. But they don't want to just come out and go, oh, hey, we're doing 40. And these are the next teams. Like the string along factor gives them more control of all the narratives. And like, yes, it's going to hit markets that make sense and give them time for other markets that right now have nothing to do but become markets. But like, all right. So like assume the next team is San Diego, like they're saying it's going to be. You already have teams that bid for an MLS team and have already thrown $300 million at the fucking league to own a team. So you got Indy, Phoenix, Detroit, Las Vegas, Sacramento, Tampa, Louisville, and San Antonio. That leaves two more slots open for anybody to to grab a team. So that's like Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, New Orleans, or New Mexico, who also were toying with the idea of throwing $300 million. Damn, Jesus. To get to get MLS ready, but look at all those markets and there's something in common with all those fucking markets like San Diego, Phoenix, fucking Las Vegas, 
Sacramento, San Antonio, like New Mexico, New Orleans, like obviously, like you're not going into fucking Duluth. You know what I mean? Like you're not going into Idaho. No, they're the big they're the big cities of the states. Right. Like And they're also like, large Hispanic populations. Yeah. Right? They're large. They're they're in the southern the southern border, their southern border states and, and California, you know, and, and Louisiana, if you're talking about, you know, like, oh, hello, you know, right. And like, at 40, and or yeah. big cities, the big cities, the big regional cities. Sure. And like at 40, the ideal solution is an upper league and a lower league. Like they're not going to do 40 teams against each other. It's going to be an upper league. No, you have relegation. With- yeah. Right. Have relegation. Yeah. That'd be cool. Listen, I'd love that. 20 teams. Me? 20 teams, double round robin, everybody faced each other twice, and then fucking pro rel. And and that that's what they're they're going towards. You know what I mean? Like it makes sense. That like, would that would be that would just relegate the concept of relegation to me is one of the things that international soccer has gotten Chef's Kiss so right. Because it fucking matters. It, the mer- the pure matters. meritocracy of it is I so beautiful. Wish, I honestly wish baseball <clears throat> baseball would do that. The NBA, if they would do that. I wish all the leagues would do that because sometimes you just play these shit teams and it's like it's, the, it's infuriating. So, yeah. Oh, I think I, I th- I think that they should. I think they, baseball, especially baseball, is a sport that like you can just upgrade a AAA team and downgrade like you know a major league, a current major league sitting team. You could you could swap rosters and venues very easily and just go. Oh yeah, now you're using their stadium. Goodbye. Like right. <laughs> it's it, it really is insane how like because it would prevent teams from just selling off players like yeah. this. I understand you want to trade, you know, maybe a star player for some, for some draft picks if it's not going well for you this year, but it stops teams from just basically selling off players like in a fire sale, like the Miami Marlins would do because it gets rid of, it gets rid of tanking. Like it does, you want to talk about tanking, maybe, anti-tanking motivation. There it is. Not nothing. I would rather see the Las Vegas 51s more so than the fucking uh Pittsburgh Pirates. Like, <clears throat> like how like how, now, my only my only question is how do you get out of relegation? So typically the way that you do it with Pro Rel is typically the so in a 20 team league you would have the bottom three go down. So right. 17, 18, 19, 20, or rather 18, 19, 20 go down. Then you would have the, in the the bottom league or whatever, you would have the top four of your bottom Mm -hmm. league. And then they would qualify for a playoff. One versus four, two versus three. Winners of those two games face off. And then champion goes through automatically. And then... Uh, then I believe one goes through automatically, and then winner actually, of two three goes right. Uh, actually, I'll take that back. It's one through five that that yeah, jump up. Go. It's one through five. One goes through automatically, and then the you winner of yeah. Then you have a mini tournament of for two, three, four, five. Yeah, and then those winners move up. Right. Exactly. All right. No, no, then that makes sense. Okay. And and then they replace 18, 19, 20. Exactly. Right. So, so that's so it's so like in the EPL, the bottom of the table 
and the top of the you know they they keep they constantly are shuffling they constantly fluctuate so there's but, like you're like oh i haven't it, seen wolverhampton in in right, the, in the then, top league in six years right, like cool right but then if i'm a fan of fucking like watford or like sheffield united right and i'm this fucking close to coming up suddenly the regular season matters Right. This no, is why I the story that. of Wrexham right. and like the, yeah, the, the exactly. fucking Ryan Reynolds vehicle is so right. interesting because they're like, hey, we're like three leagues down, but we could fucking get like we're almost we getting get promoted. Right. And and that's and not for nothing, that damn Wrexham show is the number one rated show on so awesome. fucking cable TV right now because everybody's buying into this bullshit story of can this little team from Wales actually make it through because Deadpool and fucking <laughs> what's his face from fucking it's always sunny. Can they get this team up to fucking the first division? <laughs> and, and you know what? I'd be lying if I said I'm not fucking you gotta be I'd rooting be lying. for it. I'd be lying if I said I'm not fucking rooting for it. But like it is Listen, what it is, man. There's a, be- like- there's a beautiful poetry to the idea that I'm a fan of Chelsea and God forbid Chelsea just goes into the shitter one year and they're at the bottom of the league. They're out. Like it could, that's it. Bro, Yankees, bro. the Baltimore Orioles are in last place in the AL East and they're the worst team in the AL. Guess what? They're going to triple it A matter. It's beautiful. It's great. It, right. But it, it'd be great. But like, or even, I mean, look in, in Italian soccer, you have, Hey, I cheated. Yeah, and yeah. now I lost. Fucking, I had to forfeit fifteen games or whatever the fuck. So now I went from first place down to nineteenth, and now there's no way physically possible for me to jump up to fucking out of the cellar. So now I'm gonna go down. So now not only did I get punished with freaking losing all those points, but now I'm gonna get relegated. So now I lose the revenue. And now right. there's clauses in all those contracts to say if they fucking get relegated, all those players are free agents. So now I don't even have the ability to fucking jump up to the next league again. So, like, for example, let's say Juventus gets relegated this year after cheating. Pogba has a clause that he could leave. Lahovic has a clause that he could leave. Uh... Like, all these players say, I can bounce because I'm a fucking, like, top flight top league player so i'm a free agent suddenly transfer market's exciting again and now suddenly like juventus could theoretically be in the second division for like two or three years like if you don't have fucking nobody it it'd be like the yankees playing fucking triple a for two years you know what i mean like right it'd be wild as hell but like it'd be so dope so cool so quirky Right, but like everybody would watch it just for the fucking quirkiness of like, hey, let's see Aaron Judge hit a fucking bomb at fucking Binghamton. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see him play against the fucking Oklahoma City Dodgers. Like, sure, why not? Fuck it. Like, go for it. Like, mm-hmm. go play against Scranton. Go play against the fucking like Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs or whatever the fuck they're called. Like, go go for it. Like, I, I mean, like, to the point to wrap this up, like, Who's actually good? Like Philly and uh, LAFC are good. Like they're in tier of their own. Both the teams are expected to win something this year. Like both retain the most top talent, top level talent from last year's group, and they're the measuring stick. Like really good teams, ready to compete. 
Dallas, Austin, LA Galaxy, Cincinnati, Orlando, Seattle, Nashville. Like they all had a solid year last year. Realistic expectations to be hosting playoff games. Some question exists, but about those teams, but not a ton. They're the safer bets to like be good, perhaps great if things like pan out correctly. And then what always makes it fun is like the wild cards. You know what I mean? The teams that like could just come out and do something stupid. So like the Portland Timbers, Toronto FC, the Revolution, Inter Miami, Columbus Crew. Generally, these teams are historically good, but they've fallen off or have infused a shitload of money into known guys that are just like, oh, that guy's still playing. That guy's still fucking doing something. Like, yeah. Inter Miami threw money at DeAndre Yedlin and Yosef Martinez to come play. Like, those guys are both thirty-five. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, they're on they're they, on the last few holes of their right. Back, and like back David Beck, like Gonzalo Iguain is still playing for Inter Miami. Like, oh my god, Igua- I thought Iguain retired. No, but he's still he's still fucking there, and like oh his brother's God. still there, and like Rodolfo Pizarro's still fucking there, and like those type of dudes are still playing at Inter Miami, and then like you turn around, and then like Toronto FC is essentially the Italian national team retirement home. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so like, accurate. You have like Federico Bernadeschi, you have Lorenzo Insigne, you have a couple others like Bob Bradley coaches the team. Like Michael Bradley oh. refuses to die, and he's still the captain there. <laughs> Michael Bradley will never die. <laughs> like, He'll be on hundred twelve. But like, but like that, that's soccer, the, right? Like that's the fun thing about it. Like that his magneto looking ass is still fucking chomping around over there. Like you know what I mean? Like it is oh, what yeah. it is, man. <laughs> well, it's it's good. Like, it's... do I think it'll be like barn burner and like? Is it going to set the world on fire? No, but is it is it worth a watch here and there? Yeah, sure, yeah. It's something to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that that's my twenty minute rant on uh, MLS, and and I, I I'm sorry if I bored and lost most of you, but uh, it's fucking starting, so it's something else to cover. Well, I have thirty six seconds of golf ranting. Um, the backlash. Please. So so the backlash on Tiger with the um. Uh, so overblown. The Tampax. It was tampon. funny, people. It, it was, was funny. funny. It wasn't offensive. Get over it. I'm sorry. I it, stop. Just everybody stop. I'm I just, just, just stop. You know he shouldn't have had to apologize. Listen, he didn't mean anything by it. It was a joke between two friends. Shut up. That's exactly um, what he said too. This is why live is going to take. <clears throat> I have five years from now. Live golf is going to be the dominant um, actual tour of golf in the world and the PGA is going to either catch up and they're going to merge and figure it, figure it out and cut the bullshit and grow everybody grow up and figure out how to make the PGA cool again. And then it's just going to be this, you know, this, they're going to play nice with each other or it's going to go bye bye (laughs) or they won't. And PGA is going to fucking become a dinosaur and it's going to be the old white dudes that can't fucking get out of their own way and still think it's 1972 and they still are waiting for Jack Nicholas to walk through the door. Like, I'm sorry, it's not happening. Well, you know, it's so that. it's also it's also dumbass people with a platform like Sarah Spain certainly turning into a feminist rant. And it's like it didn't fucking need to be. You know <sighs> what I mean? Like, I know. like it, it at no point did it have to be. And like, she's a good journalist, but like, she is. Why? Why? For what? Because reason? because like, what, that's how Sarah Spain. No offense, if Sarah Spain was not saying things like that. She's not going to be that relevant because of where, what, what the platform she speaks on, because, you know, 
she's a good journalist, but like that's she doesn't. It's not her fault that her company sucks at utilizing her talents properly. Like, because right. they're like, oh, look, good looking woman with huge rack who was a former athlete. Let's just put her on TV and put her in the corner and make her look pretty well, and use well, her. To, well, to your point, like they're not using she, her talents properly. Sorry, that's point, the truth. She, She's better than she, that. She bished and whined about the tampon thing, but the post before it, if you go or two posts before it, if you go on her Instagram, is her holding a cup that says, I have tits, so I make the rules. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's like yeah, I know. It's but, all... that's fe- but that's today's feminism. You know, that's that's today's feminism, and that's there's. Listen, if you if you want to know where I stand politically, um, go watch anything Bill Maher has said and done in the last like eighteen to twenty four months, and that's basically where I stand now politically. But beyond that. Back to the, the live golf stuff. My my whole point was that I think it's really interesting and funny that the the Tiger PGA camp, the Justin Thomas, the Rory McIlroy camp, like as much as I respect them for being who they are as golfers and I love them as golfers, it's really fucking funny that every time PGA pushes them to poke them and say like, oh, P- you know, protect the shield, so to speak, protect the PGA brand, protect the PGA Tour brand. You know what fucking happens? The PGA Championship, which is not controlled by the PGA Tour, something people people don't understand. The PGA Championship, the Masters, the Open Championship, the British Open for those not those not indoctrinated in the ways, and the um, what am I forgetting? The U.S. Open. The U.S. Open. All four majors are now, you know, which are none of them are controlled by the PGA Tour per se. All four are now open to live golfers playing in it. So it's they've already gave up. The battle is already over. The lawsuit's going to be done in in three to four Honestly, months. And like done, they're going to relent. I hate saying it, but like that's what everybody watches to begin with. Like. Right. Outside of the majors, nobody's like you have to be a true diehard to tell the me fucking, you're, lost, you're watching the fucking like there's only so, there's, only there's a like the waste, ma- the waste management open. You're watching it for the fucking sixteenth hole, the the nut jobs that that play, that go there. You'll watch TPC Sawgrass, you know, because that's always that's a big one. Yeah, maybe you'll watch the Arnold Palmer. Is... You'll watch the Arnold Palmer Invitation. All if you're you know, there's only like four the four majors plus another four or five tournaments in the year that you'll watch like maybe one of the match plays because it's like ooh match play cool like the travelers random. travelers cha- I don't even fucking watch the travelers championship anymore I don't give a shit I watch the FedEx only Cup FedEx only Cup because it's semi local that's why yeah travelers I know is, I well, it's the, local sure well, the, the Northern Trust is Northern Trust Northern Open Trust? that's one of the FedEx Cup tournaments that's usually with the first or the second one like it's like and I just I watch the FedEx Cup playoff you know like that's cool. Because that's like real true meritocracy. It's longevity over the long haul of winning. But like you're talking about like one tournament a month in a 10 month, you know, golf season and a nine and a half, 10 month golf season. You're talking about, you know, the if Masters, that, the PGA, if the that. US Open and the British Open. And then like seven other, tor- like six other tournaments. Okay. Like that's that's why Liv has got it right. Because they, they took the football mentality, the NFL, and said... Too many tournaments, one tournament every weekend, sometimes two, is kind of fucking stupid. Like, let's not yeah. let's not like you know bring these guys out to try. That's why Brooks Kepka, you gotta watch you gotta watch the Netflix special too. 
that's I I have I have to sit down and watch it, but I've seen so many clips and quotes from it. It's just these guys are they're beaten to death. They're so fucking tired, and it's if you if you've seen the clips of Brooks fucking Kepka and the routine that man has to put himself through every fucking day, and like not even to compete, just to fucking get up and walk, like yeah. the routine this man has to go through, like. The fact that these guys are out there swinging a club, fucking five days out of the week. The yeah, people don't understand. Like, until you win a couple of PGA tournaments and like you, you're you're a millionaire. You know, before that happens, ninety percent of the guys on the tour are, you know, they're they're making ends meet and they're they're right, they're just dudes. They're just dudes <laughs> with you know jobs and they they're getting on a plane, commercial plane. They're buying a ticket and they're getting on a plane on a Sunday night, Monday morning, and they're going to the next city, and they're taking and they're they're doing a practice round. And it's they're true. Doing a practice round on Tuesday, <clears throat> and they're doing the practice round on Wednesday, and then Thursday through Sunday they're competing. Hopefully, you know. Most and if they get out on a no if they don't make the cut, they get two days off, and then they go Monday morning and they go play another practice it, round at the it, next it's city. It's true because. You, until you win a couple of tournaments, even if they're smaller ones, you got to get that NetJets uh, sponsorship. So this way, you get the commercial. You, you know, you take the commercial flying out of it. You have private planes, right? And you know, not that I'll ever experience anything like that, but it makes a difference because instead of being holding to a commercial flight, now you have transportation waiting for you, and it makes a difference. Right. Yeah, and like most of the people. Like, don't realize you school exists, people. Like, you you don't yep. just show up and get on the tour. Like, you have to go through the net.com tour and Q school. And, like, it took it these guys years. fucking six, seven years to just get on the damn tour. Yeah, anyway. it's not like it's, you know, the right, you got to win your tour to card. Yeah. Yeah, you get lucky if you win, you know, the NCAA championships. You're going to get invites as, as amateurs to go to, like, play at the Masters. Or like at at the open or something, or depending on where you are. But that's it. Like that's one, two right. guys a year. That's it. Like you know, you're right. you got to be blessed and lucky and the best. You know, in 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 your age bracket and in your college and your in on the NCAA. Otherwise, you're going and you're fucking you're you're working a day job. And so it's not, you know. So when when the live golfers were presented with, hey, listen, instead of playing every fucking every week how about you play once every six weeks eight six to eight oh. weeks and you yeah, make i don't i don't money. Begrudge what do you because... what do you what do you want to do this and right, they make said, a salary hmm. yeah and you don't want don't worry about it if you don't win if you win you get bonus you get extra money sure 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 you know but don't worry about it. you get you're getting millions don't worry we want we just want yeah, you i don't i don't begrudge hello the, <laughs> i i don't begrudge the crazy oil money that these guys are making at all I'm like go get it guys like Better in, pocket pocket than theirs. Better in you, my pocket than theirs. Better in my pocket than theirs. And you've heard now that there's they have these teams, right? So they have these teams of four. I think it's all four or five, right? Yeah, it's like all teams of four. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's twelve teams. So you got Dustin Johnson, Martin Keimer, Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia, Phil, Kevin Na, Poulter, Bubba Watson, Cam Smith, Louis Ustazen and Brooks Kepka and Neiman are the captains of 12 teams. And it's like, they got the cliques, the four aces, the crushers, the iron heads, like the fireballs. The, I love this one. The majestics. S T S. Not bad. 
Not bad. I like it. And they at least, and so they're going to do a team format. So there's like you know Pat Perez, Patrick Reed is is on a team with Dustin Johnson. You know Grand McDowell's with Martin Keimer. That's a that's a lesser known. Uh, who's a good Sergio? Who Sergio's got? Abraham answer. He's pretty good. Uh, Majestics. I think Poulter's got Poulter's got fucking the Euro, the Euro squad from 10 years ago, Hendrick Stenson and Lee Westwood, you know? So yeah, listen, it's going to be good. It's going to be interesting to watch for sure. It's a, it's a different way to do it. And I, I like it. I'm all about it. I have, I'm all about it. Like make it fun. I like watching good golf. Yeah, make golf fun. Like that. That's it. Like yep. grow, and and I know golfers hate the fucking like term, but grow the game. Just grow the game. Like make no. It fun. Listen, make you got it. it. This whole bullshit of you know this elitism, this exclusivity. This it's a club sport. It's a it's a rich person's game. It's a wealthy person's game. It this is that's a bygone era. That's that's it's gone. That that ship has sailed. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Make it make it as accessible as possible. Get kids playing the game, and like, if you have kids, like, get them out there. Like, get them out there and let them swing a club and let them have fun with it. Like, Amen it's so that. accessible. There's so much fucking like public courses, and but like, it, it's really not as expensive as you fucking think it is to get a kid out there and just fucking swing a club. It's really not. I agree. See, see y'all, Top Golf. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. I'll see you all top golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you all top golf. I'm actually going to um, <clears throat> the Rangers game on Sunday. Oh, my word. Oh. Yeah, a couple of people. One guy from work put together a um, – like a. it's not really a work outing. It's an unofficial work outing, but it's like a couple of people from – not not a couple, actually. It's probably like 30 or 40 of us are going. We rented oh, wow. the one of the suites up top. Nice. So should be fun. Madison Square Garden chicken chicken tenders, my favorite. Pretty much, it's inclu- <laughs> included in the included in the ticket. That's amazing. Nice, That's great. That's awesome. maybe you're there for Patrick Kane's first game. Yeah, it, let's go. It's very possible. I don't know. Actually, you know, what? let's check is, the NHL Twitter La, before we sign off. Is Lafreniere <clears throat> part of the deal for Kane? No. Uh, I think Lafreniere stays. Uh, I do think that the the Kravatsov and uh, Lashishin, uh, they're being, probably gone. I think that healthy scratch is the, where they're smoking. It's very, yeah. very, very telling. Yeah, you're probably right. Let's uh, who who is it? Patrick Kane that's coming this way. Who knows? But I would like to believe that it's probably oh, that, that. That would be cool. Yeah, I mean the guy is Great. what? The guy is what? Rangers, ball, Rangers, Bruins in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm calling it now. If that happen, if that trade happens, yeah, uh, I don't know. That, if that happens, has yeah, to get his, has to get his shit together, because um, they're on a little bit of a losing streak at the moment. But other than that, yeah. Let's I'll tell you right now. I went to the, I went to the Isles game last night, and like, they're playing well, but that that's not going to hold up over a seven game series like that. You're you're asking too much of Ilya Sorokin to fucking like that, no, that guy. The Islanders, the Islanders still have a big hill to climb. Yes, still getting to the playoffs, but uh, uh, I I don't know, man. Like they they need somebody to fucking be able to score, and 
if it's not Bo Horvat or fucking Anders Lee, I don't, I don't know. I, I uh, they, they that's a problem. Else, that's a problem. Yep. So, and honestly, I still don't see anybody stopping Boston because they are just steamrolling that's the so shit out of everyone. Good. They're so good. It's disturbing. they, they roll mean, four lines at you and they don't stop. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I don't see Boston getting stopped by anybody. I mean, you can make an argument for the Devils, maybe, but even then, I, <sighs> I don't see it. Uh, I, the Devils are not. They're good. They're not that good. They don't have the goaltending. Nope. I don't. I don't believe in fucking Mason Blackwood to fucking save my life. Like, if it, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, if if it was one of those like, if Mason Blackwood could fucking win you a game, or you're gonna die. Like, uh, I'm. Fucking no, I believe right. I believe more in the the Canes and the Leafs than I do in the Devils right now. I mean, that not that Ryan, I believe in them. I'm just saying I think no, if but, anyone, if they don't need all three of them are on the same footing when it comes to knocking off the. No, I hear you, and and I think that Ryan O'Reilly trade is going to be big for the Leafs. I think that that's going to be yes. a bigger deal than people are. I are don't disagree with that. Be, that's but, uh, that solidifies that line like strong. That, that's yeah. that's you're rolling three really three good lines at that point, but it's the Leafs and the Leafs always fall apart. Yeah, it's the curse yeah. of the Leafs. So, There's always something with so, the so, Leafs. Sorry, Toronto. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, not, not, least, not too sorry the, though. At least yeah, the uh, and hey, Ovechkin's back. So you know, there's always that. That uh, spy is back in America. Does mm. he? Yeah. Does he? Uh, He's playing. He's playing this weekend. Does he get? Does he get them back in the playoff hunt? You think? No. Or no? Not too late. Probably not. I think that that ship might have sailed. You never know. You get hot. You just never know. But they're 20, you know, 26 and six. They have twenty games left. Sixty-two points, and they are behind. They need to. Co- they need to make up. Basically. How did they get into the wild? Yeah, they They're need to be five hundred going with with twenty games left. They need to. Going, they need to go ten and ten. Ain't gonna do it. No, they need to go like twelve, like seven and one or something. Like, yeah, like they, you gotta. To, the the yeah, going five hundred isn't gonna do it. It's they it's not gonna do it. No, they need to like get twelve or thirteen wins, and like you know they need to get a lot of points. They'll and they'll sneak maybe sneak in as a wild card, but they ain't going anywhere. <sighs> No, does, definitely not. Does Pittsburgh get in? No. I mean, maybe by default, but. So we're going to have an NHL playoffs without a veteran and without Crosby. That's Jesus. fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll be okay but with they're, that. But they're not. It's, I, they're not. It's, it's over. Their ships are sailing. Like, it's the oh, Connor McDavid is. show. You know, sorry. It is. it is. It's it's the McKinnon and McDavid show at this right. point. Like, You're at right, this point, but... like, let's go. And and yeah. even them, like sooner rather than later, like Connor Bedard's gonna fucking take over that league. So that's the rumor. Like even yeah, that's the rumor. So even like the McDavid era <clears throat> might be fucking shorter than, than we all thought it was gonna be. Well, but, he's he's gonna get out of there. He's yeah. gotta go to uh, a bigger, better market, but anywho. That's that. And that's uh, that friends. We'll we'll expose more on fucking Connor McDavid ending up in like LA or some shit in, in the next podcast. But we'll go from there. 
Good fight. Hopefully, by the time we come back, we'll have some free agency news in the NFL, in the NFL or baseball. That'd be nice. That would be nice. We'll, we'll put it into the fucking universe. Hopefully, and, uh, and maybe maybe like a major power shift in the MLB because somebody got hurt early in spring training. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. Stan, Stanton we'll pulls see. a hammy day two. I'm so is, calling it now. Is, oh, please, is, if that happens, you'd be hearing screams from <laughs> the Bronx. That's the last thing you I need. I would love it. I'm I'm a sadistic person. I would love the Tristan That's the last thing you need. Tristan Casas is going to get a fucking third degree sunburn and he's going to be out for fucking three weeks. Stop. There you go. There you go. All right, friends. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Been real fun. Later, guys. Be good. Adios.